What's happening, everyone? It's your host, Zach Shu, Shoemaker. Hope that everyone is having a very blessed day. And, well, I think you're not going to miss today's episode because you're going to hear from one of the top players in all the country in Jalen Clark as he continues to come to Magic Series as, yes, it's now episode six. That being said, though, you're not going to miss the final Compton Magic episode that will drop Wednesday or Thursday. Stay up to date by following me as Zach Shoemaker on Twitter and Instagram. But with that being said, I think we should hop right in. I couldn't be more excited than to welcome on one of the faces of California basketball. He's a top 60 player who's gearing up for his decision as to where he'll be attending college. He was one of the stars on Compton Magic and will now lead Etta Wanda and Jalen Clark to the sixth episode of the Compton Magic series. What's going on today, bro? Uh, great, great. Had a good day, worked out. Had a good day at school. No doubt. So let's jump right into your decision. Obviously, you have a big decision coming up soon about college. So talk about that and kind of where your thoughts are leaning right now. Yeah, um, I was actually committed to New Mexico for like a week. Mm-hmm. And nobody really knows that, so that's some insider stuff for you. But, um, yeah, I committed there, and I don't know. I wasn't – I didn't feel like I was ready to make my decision at that time, so I opened my recruitment up. I'm starting to hear from other schools like Arizona, Vanderbilt, UCLA is back in the mix, USC, and still New Mexico. All right, no doubt. Yeah, I know definitely when I first saw it, because I saw something on Global Commits kind of come through. But yeah. Was, like, you didn't, like, put it out too much. I was like, I didn't know what it was exactly, so. We had them take it down when they first posted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind of were your thoughts on why you were originally leaning there? Uh, they, I still like them. They, like, love me over there, if you're going to say. They're going to let me hit the floor right away. Their community's crazy, and it's like they're all basketball. I went on an official there. There's literally nothing out there but basketball, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Dominic was talking about when he went out there to play. I mean, it's just yeah. like you said, it's just, there's not there's not really a city at all whatsoever, especially coming from yeah. California. It's like, there's nothing it's really big, out that, there. That's the one thing I was scared about. It from The difference between here and Cal- there and California is humongous. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I mean, definitely just talking like Arizona, too. I mean, that's at least still a city. and It's got a lot of stuff going on. Not as much yeah, as for sure. California, but it's not like. New Mexico is. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I still love the coaching staff and players over there. It's not off my list or nothing like that. No doubt. So what are some of the things that really stand out about the programs you are considering? Uh, I'm trying to go somewhere where they play fast and, like, play defense. If you know what I'm, I'm better in um, the open court in transition running downhill, and that's what I'm looking, in, looking for in a program, like, to play towards my strengths. If I go to a, a program that's, like, set offenses and run zones and stuff that doesn't allow me to showcase my talents. Absolutely. I think that's definitely a key thing because no matter the best of players or the players that aren't even really noticeable in high school, when you get to a college level, it's the most key thing to be able to go and just find the system, the coach that truly embraces you and wants you. And that's where you can succeed the most at. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So are there any guys you're possibly talking to about possibly teaming up with in college? Uh, Dalen. <laughs> DT for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, not like you no know, teaming up because most of the schools I have haven't landed nobody really yet. Yeah. So not there ain't been no team up like conversations yet. I think Dalen's obviously a player that I'm not sure anyone in the country wouldn't really want to go play with. I mean, he's someone obviously is able to facilitate and is a pass first guy and he makes it sure. easier to play with. For sure. 
I mean, obviously you guys had the chemistry playing with Compton. So talk about why you first though decided to go and play for Compton Magic. Um, well, the real reason, like when when I was at Corona Centennial, everybody went through Compton Magic: Cedric Bearfield, Jalen Hill, Ek, um, Dominique Dunning, Jalon. Like everybody, so it's like a feeder almost. And also, Tope lives like right down the street from my house. Like it's like walking distance type. So it was just like comfortable, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Compared to the other LA teams that wanted me, like Cal Supreme's not even a team no more. The truth wanted me. It just felt um a lot better. Yeah. I think something about content just different because you know, like like you said, a couple of teams like not, not even teams anymore because it's, it's not the easiest thing to be able to sustain a great program in AAU. So, I mean, yeah. Compton's been able to do it for 20 plus years now at not just having an AAU team, but having it at an elite level year in, year out. Yeah. It's just the um, culture we have going like. Every, first, everybody wants to play there, if you know what I'm saying. There's mm-hmm. kids everywhere. Like, even, like, the some top kids in California Topes says no. We get the right kids, if you know what I'm saying. We're not going to have no high heads. Someone's going to blow the team up. Um, On trips, we're all very respectful. It's just a standard set, and everybody knows you got to meet it or they will cut you. And I've mm-hmm. seen them cut people on trips. Like, I, I don't think people understand. Like, your spot is never solid. My 16-year year, there was a kid, he came. He came on the trip, was messing around. They sent him home the next day or whatever. Never saw him wear a uniform again. Wow. Yeah, they don't play over there at all. Mm-hmm. And Spoon and Tope do a great job of making sure it stays like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely key because you see so much, unfortunately, in basketball where there are so many top players that, I mean, there's so many, there's a lot of them, but there's just guys that don't necessarily take the game as seriously and they have other priorities. And when that takes over, it does deflate a team's chemistry and doesn't necessarily allow them to, grow great chemistry and be able to produce it at the level they can. For sure. We always got a target on our back, too. Like, my whole AAU career, I've only lost six games with them. And, wow. like, that's a stand. If you're going you're gonna to get everybody's best game, you're going to get everybody's best game. And that's what you got to understand when you go to a program like that. Everybody wants to beat you just to be able to say we beat Count the Magic. Mm-hmm. I think that's another big thing because you look at it, there's so many of these, like, super teams, if you want to call them, and so many of them, I would say it's almost impossible necessarily to go – upset some of these teams but for with you guys it's it's something that it really is impossible because not only are you guys so talented but there's so much chemistry you guys have together playing four years a lot of you guys have played four years together now and yeah. on top of the playing as top players and then you guys got guys that everyone's known as more humble laid-back guys obviously evan a lot of you guys yeah. are just all like that you know what i mean yeah for sure mm-hmm. we're different that's i don't know how to describe it. it's just different once you get there and a lot of like you said a lot of our guys have been in the program four three years we don't just pick up people for a year if you know what i'm saying like all of our guys are homegrown mm-hmm. so talk about some of your other teammates what were some of the guys you created great bonds with or had a great like kind of feel playing alongside them uh my first 17 year yet well I've, everybody knows that team was special but the ones where we won every single tournament we were in mm-hmm. that that team was different i mean it was fun playing with everybody. i was the youngest kid on the team obviously everybody literally everybody but me and evan on that team went to college because johnny went up a grade and went to kentucky so it was just different like we weren't the most talented team on paper if you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. guard wise we were supposed to get killed every game especially when we play teams like team takeover and stuff but now nah, we really like really like bonded as a group we was all like on trips it wasn't no clicks or none of that we were going to the movies together always out to eat together like and especially kids like isaiah hill me um johnny evan kadar like we all played on 16s a year before and we all had to come straight up 
and like follow up what they did the last year with Timmy Allen and when they went all the way to the final four. And we was like, whoa, like, I don't, we only know we can do this. And then we just ran the whole thing off, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I know some of the coaches talked about that. And it was well documented. Obviously, this this last season, you guys were kind of expecting to be able to play with Johnny and your guys' team. And then obviously, he decided to reclass and go to Kentucky now. But talk about how that kind of impacted and how the roles kind of shifted on the team. Well, Johnny left, and then Evan only played two tournaments with us, and then he went out with a back injury. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it opened it. It was great for me because I was 30. I got MVP of the gauntlet session, whatever, the L.A. one. I was top player or whatever in the um, Alabama one. So, I mean, it opened it up for me a lot because I got a lot more shots. If you go on me, a lot more shots and a lot of better looks that a lot of coaches to see me in other ways than just a straight defensive slasher mm-hmm. no doubt i think that's another thing that's so special you guys too. like i said there's so much depth where your entire team the 17s are all going d1 so you can be able yeah. to have all that those guys that can just step up and you know that maybe when they play a certain role when those guys like evan playing johnny and whatnot that they do they're great at their role but when they need to be stepped up they could easily step up and fill those roles obviously guys like paris and darrell Dar- yeah. and all the guys yeah for sure mm-hmm so now let's talk about high school. I mean, obviously you had a connection with, like you said, a lot of Compton guys first started off at Corona, but now you've transferred. Talk about that decision and why you decided to attend there. Uh, I feel like it's the best move for me this year. I started, um, all the kids at Etiwanda, I started with this whole basketball dream. It was a team called Inland Force. And Cameron, Tyree, DJ, um, CJ, like all of us. And they were already at Etiwanda. And we played, um, we played Etiwanda last year and beat them by 12. And then come back in this year, um, I don't know if you know, Centennial was, like, cleared out. DJ mm-hmm. left, Cash left. The only, only returner this year is Paris. So it was just, like, at that time, it was the best option to go ahead and move and go to a school. Now we look at, we're looking at a shot for a real state championship. No doubt. I mean, definitely you guys have all the assets and pieces to win. I mean, obviously, it is well documented about California being – an elite place for those teams. I mean, the list goes on about how much talent there is, and you know, to be having your name up there amongst the guys like Sierra Canyon, like Rancho, and whatnot, the yeah, huge thing. For sure. Mm-hmm. So talk a little more about that, and just what it's been like seeing all this shifting from top players across the country, and especially in California and the West Coast, and what it's like in some other teams you see that will be competing with you guys. Um, I mean, I'm always looking forward to playing against my guy Evan. That's mm-hmm. always fun. Um, Sierra Canyon, I feel like I want to see them, see how they work that out. That would be real interesting, if you go on. So that can be a real electrifying team, and that's also going to be a team that can shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. I feel like they don't understand how to all come together and put egos and stuff to the side. But, I mean, I'm just ready to play, to be honest with you. I've been to a state final my freshman year. Sophomore year, we didn't make it at all. Junior year, we got to the final four, lost to modern day. So this year, I'm trying to make a whole run. Yeah. I think Rancho, I mean, that's a team that I truly think is one of the most underrated teams, and not just California, but the entire country. Because, I mean, you look at it, when you have the number one player, in my opinion, I think Evan's one of the most underrated number one players, just in the fact that I don't think he gets the most respect as a lot of number one players do get. Yeah, so, but I mean, it's also, I feel like his personality is also why. Because, mm-hmm. like, Evan's the type, even on trips, you won't, the only reason you'll know Evan's in the room is because he's seven foot two. If you're like, <laughs> he don't, he's real quiet, laid back, he won't talk. Unless, like, he's spoken to, like, that's why he's not going to walk around with a whole bunch of chains on, Balenciaga shoes. Like, he don't care about Instagram, social media. He doesn't care about none of that. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like have a highlight reel type game. Like he's gonna block shots, he's gonna dunk the ball, but he's gonna do a basic two hand dunk and just go dunk the crap out of it. Go block mm-hmm. a million shots if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's just a really efficient player, and I feel like people don't um get like they don't appreciate it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's like he when he talks about that too when he came on. I mean. He just said at the end of the day, he just goes and puts up his numbers, and obviously his teams are always successful. And at, at the end of the day, that's like that's what's going to get him to the NBA, and that's what's going to make his career. I mean, yeah, no one, for sure. Can really stop that. For sure. But mm-hmm. I feel like we got we'll we'll be fine against Rancho because we can put two bodies on Evan and put one on Dom Harris, and we can sag off somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we'll 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 have that if, as long as we can keep Evan below like 15 rebounds. If if Evan gets 15 and 15, which is still crazy, but we'll be that's a good game for us, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Especially I mean, since we got our tallest dude is six foot. Uh, yeah, Tyree's a little taller than me. He's six seven. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to work with what we got. No doubt. And I think, honestly, I think you and Dominic also be a great matchup. I think a lot of you guys' games are pretty similar. But yeah. there's some differences. But I think you two are two of the most well-known and elite like forwards in the class. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think they'll have me guarding Dom. I think when we play, um, I think um, Daryl, DJ, I think they're going to put him on Dom and have me and Tyree double down on Evan. Okay. So that's okay. probably what we're going to end up having to do. Mm-hmm. So talk about some of the other guys on the team that's going to kind of help contribute and help lead your team. Uh, Well, I mean, we got Brentley. He's a, we got six D1 players. I don't know if you guys know. And we're all about to sign and commit and stuff, but my teammates are just lower, but that doesn't mean they're less talented by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, we got my boy Cameron. He going to Cal Poly slow, great point guard, super fast, can get up in people. Um, Cam, our starting three guards can pick people up full court with no hesitation. DJ, I'm pretty sure you guys already know about him. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he don't care. He'll pick anybody up full court. Brentley, he's one of the best shooters in California. Can guard Tyree's one of the most underrated players to me. Tyree should be a top 150 player to me. He's not on any boards, nothing. He's just starting to pick up offers, which is crazy. But um, yeah, and we got a kid named Jamai Mayshack. He's top 100 in his class. He's below us though. Okay. He's below us, so he's going to schools from schools like Vanderbilt and stuff like that. So okay. I mean, everybody can play defense. We ain't scared of nobody. Everybody can shoot. Everybody can dribble. Everybody can rebound. We're just good across the board, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a thing that a lot of people don't – a lot of people obviously look at the stuff that – obviously stuff like what Dior does and what those guys do in terms of scoring and the flashiness yeah. of offense. But that is great. Don't get me wrong. Dior is a great player. But defense at the end of the day I still think is one of the most – it's the most important thing because if, sure. if you're a great defender and they can't make the guy score, then the game's pretty much done then. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then talking about some of the guys that obviously Compton is loaded with D1 players. And just talk about some of the guys on your team that's going to be able to go D1. But talk about what it's like seeing other guys just like you live all the same dream that you've kind of been able to live out and commit soon and be able to get the college interest and live out that dream. It's cool. Like, it's like the kids you grow up with. Because I know only 1% of basketball players get to college. But it's like, it's cool to see when all your boys and your homies work their butts off and all y'all get to go and everybody gets to sign on signing day. Everybody gets to put a hat on. Everybody comes to school rocking their college gear, knowing they not gotta, they don't have to pay. Like it, it gives you a good feeling, if you know what I'm saying. It's like we we made it out of here. It's not like just I. Like we all did it. 
We all stayed away from because kids is getting girls pregnant, smoking their life away, like stuff like that. And so it's cool to see you and your boys make it out. Absolutely. I think that's the coolest thing, too, because basketball is it's obviously a big world. But at the same time, it's so small because you guys are all going to go to college and maybe you guys don't all play each other. But you guys are still going to be in college, be able to watch each other. And then a lot of you guys, especially with Compton, I know a lot of you guys will be playing in the NBA, if not professional overseas or whatnot. And be able yeah. to see each other for the rest of your guys' lives is a, it's an awesome connection to have. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put it. No doubt. And I do just have to hit up talking about your school. I mean, obviously, you post on your story sometimes about the kid that runs a lunch. I mean, <laughs> how did that kind of start? And I think it's kind of crazy because he that. got his class switch. Mm-hmm. Because some kid, some kid um, was bullying him almost. So I said some words to the boy. The boy left him alone. But basically, people were getting mad that he was running and get into the line first and people started holding his backpack so he went up to the office and told the i guess the assistant principal what was happening and they switched from the first lunch that's why i ain't been posting the video no more he doesn't have that class mm-hmm. but i mean our our school is fun going from centennial to etiwanda is like night and day like centennial's a real laid back like nothing's you're not gonna see nothing smaller school you're just gonna get your grades and go home and etiwanda's like She's like double the size of Centennial, way more kids. It's fun, like more entertainment stuff's happening all the time. Like more, it's a way more diverse school. So it's just, uh, I like the move for sure. That's awesome. And then also, I know you also kind of got interested in doing your own kind of media stuff with doing your own YouTube shows. Talk a little about that and how you kind of decided to start that passion. Oh, uh, bro, I've always liked editing videos and stuff. It's kind of hard to do it while you're in season. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've always liked editing. Um, I use Adobe Premiere Pro, like all the good editing websites. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, but um, I don't know. It's just my uncle directs Disney Channel and stuff like that. So I've been around it. It's just cool. And I feel like it's a great way to like, if you're a leader, I feel like it comes natural, like directing and stuff like that. So it's not a pathway I'm not like close to. It's something I'm really looking forward to exploring mm-hmm. i think that's something that is so key for a lot of athletes because as much as people might think that the guys are just in the gym a hot lot almost all day i mean it is like a full-time job especially when you get to the nba and all that but there's still a lot of free time they guys do have and i mean there's so many guys you see doing different stuff with their life that they like rather it be technology stuff being acting doing stuff in the off season a lot of that stuff and yeah. you have that passion is an awesome thing that will last for the rest of your career for sure Mm-hmm. And so finally, I'd like to wrap up with a couple questions. The first one is, how would you say God's helped get you to the point you're at today? Uh, he's helped me stay the course, if you know what I'm saying. Like, my parents are pretty strict. I was never allowed to go to parties. Had an 8 o'clock bed, bedtime all the time. Um, Forced me to go to practice. Forced me to get up shots. Forced me. But, like, it's all, like, paying off now, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to go to the top camps. I'm getting to go to the colleges and the kids that was partying and stuff. Now it's like they trying to be, they want, they looking back, wishing they could have did the stuff I did or trying to get their stuff together now. So I thank God for helping my parents keep me on that track that they had me on. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's, that's such a key thing. Cause you do hear so many of those stories, unfortunately about guys going down the wrong paths and, Unfortunately, then you see that's why the careers, they don't get to live out what God truly has been planned for them. But parents always give us a guideline because obviously growing up, we can't, it's harder to make our decision. That's why God puts them because we don't know everything. And 
for them to be able to guide you and put you down the path and see what God wants you to do is a huge thing. For sure. I truly do appreciate you taking time to come on today, my guy. Best luck this upcoming season. I expect you guys to do big time things and obviously throughout your college career and professional career. So best of luck, my guy. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Uh, no problem. God bless. All right, boy.